Hi, Black and Blooming listeners. I just wanted to give you all a warning before this week's episode. There is some more mature content containing um, mentions of domestic violence and eating disorders and body dysmorphia. So if those are topics that are triggering to you, please set this one out and come back and see what I have to offer next week. Thank you. Love you. Bye. beautiful people. Welcome back to the Black and Blooming podcast, a safe space where Black women are encouraged to live life instead of just surviving it. I'm your host, Dahlia J, a Midwesterner turned West Coast gal who has finally embraced that I'm an old soul and I have the mission to bring others together. Today, I have a special guest here with me today. Um, She's actually our first guest of season three, so that's exciting. I have curvy lifestyle influencer Davida, better known as Davida's Diary on Instagram and TikTok here with me today. Thank you so much for being on the show. Go ahead and tell people a little bit about what you do, what you embody, what you really stand for. Okay, thank you so much for having me on your show. This is my very first um, podcast speech of the year, so thank you. I'm honored. And as you know, like you said, my name is Savita from Davida's Diary. It is a curvy lifestyle brand that I created right in the pandemic because I worked in hospitality. I lost my job just about like everyone else <laughs> who was affected by the pandemic. And I really wanted to make an impact as well as an income for my, with my skills, my fashion skills, my beauty skills. So I created Davida's Diary, but I also am the founder of a nonprofit organization for teen dating violence. Ooh, okay. I will definitely be asking you more about that as we go forward. Okay. Okay. Um, so... I kind of want to share how I found your profile. So I think I've been following you for about a year and I found you on Instagram. So I was like looking for curvy fashion because I'm a curvy girl myself. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I just need brands that I know are built to fit my body type. Like, (laughs) I, you know, going to Forever 21, you find something cute and then you're like, "Mm, this doesn't quite fit the way that I wanted to. Um, so I started following you and that's kind of how I got into Amazon fashion because you post a lot of like Amazon hauls and things like that. And, um, I have been an avid Amazon curvy girl fashion shopper since and it's great, (laughs) great quality. Um, they have a lot of affordable items, so it's awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. so I know that a lot of women, including myself have struggled with, feeling confident when you know we're on the curvier side like you know especially depending on where you grow up oftentimes you might be the curviest one in your friend group or when you take pictures um you know you might have friends who they can swap clothes but they can't swap clothes with you because you're different sizes so what has kind of been your experience like being a curvaceous woman and you know having the platform that you do well, I know, like you mentioned, I have always been like the curviest, the thickest of my friend group. And of course, I would feel some type of way when I was younger. But then when I grew up, I and that's because, and I believe on some of these brands, right? Because they didn't really cater to us like they did back when I was in high school. Um, the very first brand that, that was like size inclusive that I know was Torrid. Torrid was cute, but Torrid was expensive. I can afford it, right? So I would really just try to fit in these clothes that really couldn't fit me just so I could really fit in, right? And now that so many brands 
are really understanding the assignment of making us women feel welcome, us curvy women feel welcome. I am using my platform to show curvy women like, hey, you can shop at this store, you can shop with this brand, um, and you can style it this way because let's face it, how we look is how we, it affects how we feel, right? Mm -hmm. So how we look plays into how we dress and what we wear. So I always try to find clothes that are size inclusive and that really flatter my curves just as well as my community. Okay, I love that. Thank you. I know. So over the past couple of years, so many brands have started like plus size sections or plus size lines mm -hmm. who definitely did not have them like five to 10 years ago. Right. Uh, right. So can you kind of walk us through your influencer journey? I know that you used to be an officer and now you're like a curvy lifestyle influencer. So how did that transition kind of come to be? Oh, it's a long story, but I'm going to try to make it short. Okay. So I was working in retail um, at Victoria's Secret. I was a supervisor. I was in charge of all the new merchandise. And yes, I was looking out for like the XXL. I was um, I was working on my way to becoming a manager because I was a top selling associate, top selling supervisor in my district. So I wanted to work into management and then use my degree in criminal justice to work in law, loss prevention. When I got a call one day that my sister was murdered from domestic violence, I felt like that had a different calling on my life. So coming from Victoria's Secret, trying to work in domestic violence, I really needed something that's going to give me experience working in law enforcement, working in someone that is um, helping to make a change. So the, the best option that I could have was becoming a detention deputy. And that's also because my mom used to work there. So she kind of like, you know, let the sergeants know like, hey, my door is applying, you know. So anyways, I got to law enforcement and it was a very stressful job. Um, pursuing my master's degree in criminal justice, getting my, um, started the nonprofit organization. But, you know, when you're starting up the nonprofit organization, there's no income. Even right now, I don't, I don't have a salary. I do all volunteer. So I was like, you know, I still got to be able to make some money. So I got like a little part-time job when I moved to Atlanta and it was at the Marriott and I was making little to nothing. Like I was going to pay about $500 every two weeks. And when the pandemic happened, I lost my job, got laid off all the income, it, you know, going out the window. So I was like, I have to be able to do something. And at the time, I already had started a blog to make women feel good. I was talking about domestic violence. I was talking about women empowerment. I wasn't really talking about fashion. I was just really talking to women with my blog to how to feel confident, how to feel beautiful, and things like that. So I remember one day I posted a picture of me in like this cute turtleneck and some jeans. And that post got so much engagement compared to the other posts I was, you know, I was sharing with, you know, wellness, women empowerment, things like that. I was like, so this is what my, my followers like. They like to see me in clothes. Let me go ahead and see what I can do. If I can really become a fashion influencer, like these other uh, fashion influencers are. So I started pitching myself to brands and they love my content. Even when I pitched myself to Amazon fashion, they were like, we actually haven't followed you for a while. We love your content. We'll work with you. So really just putting myself out there and doing the damn thing. I'm mean, sorry. Excuse, excuse me. Doing the dang thing. <laughs> oh no you can curse on my show it's okay <laughs> <laughs> but yes that's how that's how it began and that's how it was going oh wow that's awesome the fact that you 
um like you pitched yourself to amazon and they were like oh we've already been following you like that yeah. must have been a really great feeling it was and then when I, once i got accepted and started making real money with amazon i was like that gave me the career validation that i needed that that really especially hearing you saying that you know you see my content and really empower you to shop with amazon that and that's another way that i feel i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing for my community especially for curvy women yes yes you definitely are um Thank so you. you've kind of shared what made you want to specifically focus on being a curvy girl influencer so i've noticed that on social media you know Everyone has an opinion. Everyone has something to say. And specifically on TikTok, I've uh -huh. noticed that there's so many comments towards curvy women, plus size women that accuse them of promoting like an unhealthy cult culture of like obesity. And so I kind of want to know, do you ever get comments like that? And if so, how do you kind of deal with those people and what they're saying? Well, yes, I do get those comments. Um, not as often as I thought it would be, but and, and honestly, okay, TikTok, yes, I get them, you know, here and there. But YouTube, that's where it really starts to, yeah. Um, so, oh, sorry. But, yeah, I had to bring that up because YouTube is a new channel that I'm, like, really developing. So the people on YouTube, they don't quite know me yet and know that I come from a space of self-love, woman empowerment, curvy confidence, things like that. So, but back to you, back to TikTok. When I get those little comments, honestly, with me working in law enforcement, I was called every name under the sun. Um, of course, I was an influencer. I was being called fat. I was, you know, everything you could think of, I was called that. And I was trained. And it, it, I was trained, of course, but it really gave me the tough skin to really ignore it and understand that I already know I'm beautiful. I don't have to um, listen to what other people are saying, the negativity, because there's always going to be more positivity than there's going to be negativity. I may have one person say, you're fat, but I'll have 10 comments saying, oh my gosh, you look so gorgeous. Where'd you get that from? I pay attention to those. So if you, you will probably never see me clap back on a video with a troll saying, you know, you look bad or whatever. I don't entertain that. I entertain people who actually uh, make me feel good about myself. And don't have time, I like to protect my peace. I just block and move on. And I have to remember at the end of the day, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And God wouldn't be able, he wouldn't create me to look like this if I wasn't um, beautiful. If I wasn't, what am I trying to say? <laughs> that God wouldn't be able to, he wouldn't give me this community of curvy women who need um, confidence if if I wasn't beautiful, if I wasn't meant to do this. So I focus on the mission rather than the negativity, the weapons formed and everything like that. Because at the end of the day, they mean nothing. I'm still going to eat. I'm still going to get dressed up and I'm still going to feel beautiful. And period. That's a period. As you should, as you should. Um, because <laughs> they're really just people on the internet having opinions and they've never met you. They don't know what you stand for. Maybe they're upset that you're confident and they're not mm -hmm. you know you just never know mm -hmm. so i think that's really that's a really good way to kind of think about it that you're going to keep being you and you're going to keep excelling regardless of what trolls yeah. have to say yeah i mean and at the end of the day like when i was younger i was smaller i was still called big and i didn't i didn't really love myself i was trying to throw up every time i ate um i would just seek guys for attention to make me feel beautiful 
and I'm at the point where I love myself enough to not even think about doing that again. So I'm in a healthier mindset in my size than I was when I was a smaller size, if that helps with anything. <laughs> that actually does. Um Thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that because I think that a lot of people have the connotation of like, oh, like when someone's smaller, they have more confidence and they're more, mm-hmm. you know, satisfied with their bodies. Because yeah. I can definitely relate to like, I was smaller when I was younger. And I remember at the time, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. felt like I was fat because I wasn't mm-hmm. like yep. as skinny as the other girls. And I look back yep. on pictures of myself from like sophomore, junior, senior year of high school. I was like, I was not fat. Like, I don't know what <laughs> was going on, but I was definitely not. <laughs> right. Same year. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> Davina, you could have really <laughs> showed out back then. But I'm showing out now. I got to make up for it, right? Exactly. We, I, we have to love our bodies no matter what journey we are in life. So I'm just grateful that I am able to do that now. Good, good. Um, And so I kind of wanted to know, like, what is some advice that you would offer to other curvy girls who may be struggling with their confidence, who may be, you know, I feel like with the pandemic happening, a lot of people gain weight. And so I've heard so many people who are kind of just like, oh, well, I don't like the way that I look. Um, You know, now that I've gained all this weight, I don't, you know, look the same that I did two years ago. So what kind of advice would you offer to you know, curvy girls who maybe a little bit more curvy than they're than they're used to yeah. now. Yeah. Well, for one, I would say when it comes to shopping, buy items that you know are gonna look good on you. Don't focus on the size. I used to be so afraid to go up a size because I'm like, oh, if I, you know, if I order, not order, if I if I get like a size 16 or 18, I'm gonna feel big. No, I'm actually gonna feel beautiful because it actually fits me. I realized that. I'm no longer the size I was two years ago, three years ago, and not everyone is. So you have to just accept that and really love your body, no matter what size you are. There are clothes that's going to fit you, and there are clothes that going to look really good on you. And if you are ashamed of the FUPA, whatever, I know sometimes I have a love-hate relationship with my FUPA, um, just get some shapewear. Find some items that actually flatter your, your FUPA. I know a nice little peplum top is going to cover that and make you look good. So at the end of the day, what you wear matters and then find some time to go in the mirror completely naked i learned this on a um, not podcast but youtube the other day find some time to go and look in the mirror completely naked find things that you absolutely love about yourself and compliment those do that um consistently about 21 days i promise this is what i this is what i've heard in podcasts but i feel like that's going to help build your confidence that's going to make you fall in love with yourself. And if, even if it helps, go ahead and put some sticky notes on the mirror. Like, you know, you have some gorgeous thighs. I love your dimples. Like, really um, practice self-love in the mirror. And like I said, just find clothes that really look good on you. Because there are clothes out there. <laughs> and, if, and if you can't fit into those jeans that you could fit into last year, throw them away. No, throw them away. If they don't fit, throw them away. Keep it moving on to the next. <laughs> that's good advice because I've definitely been that person that's like oh my goal is to fit into these jeans again and there are just some jeans you were just never ever going to fit into again and that's okay like you said throw them away and that's okay <laughs> exactly throw them away um so who or what has inspired you the most throughout your influencer journey 
I would say it's the the curvy models. It's the curvy influencers. I know like Miss Christine, she is a plus size influencer and she is living it up um, with all the brand deals. I love to see. And there are a few others, but she's one that really stuck out to me, especially when I first started, because honestly, like when influencers started really becoming popular, you didn't really see curvy influencers, you know, like that especially with the millions and millions of followers. So now that I see curvy influencers with the high followers uh, really doing their thing, they really inspire me. Even the ones who have less followers than me, they sometimes they have better content than me. They're working with a, a team, whatever. So like really seeing other curvy women doing their thing on social media, they really inspire me. And one, like I said, that really sticks out to me is Miss Christine. I will definitely have to go and check out her content. I have actually never heard of her. Um, yeah. Yes, definitely. Okay. You will love her. I will definitely be checking out her content. Um, and I just wanted to know, like, do you have any tips for those who may be looking to create content for curvy women? Like, um, tips on getting started, who to connect with, like what were you know maybe even share some of what your starting points were when you started your influencer journey as a curvy girl well the best way to get started is just do it okay just do it there's no checklist or whatever just start documenting your journey documenting your style because you may not dress the same now as you did two years ago. And the best way to keep track of that is by recording, creating content, um, getting out there with your tripod in public, not paying attention to the people, the bystanders, because people are going to look, okay? I used to take pictures in front of a stop sign. It just had the perfect lighting where I was living at. And people would stop and look at me and put the window down, whatever. I had to just ignore that. So... Don't pay attention to people who are looking at you when you're taking pictures in, in um, public because at the end of the day, you're the one building a community. You're the one making an impact. And you're the one getting paid. Who knows what they're doing with their life? So number one, that right there. First of, all, first of all, get started. Number two, don't pay attention to people looking at you. Bring your tripod out. Get those pictures done. And please... Start backing up from the camera, okay? I will always try to take pictures from the chest up, maybe a little selfie, whatever. Back up so people can see that body, yada, yada, okay? Period. Uh, and then, of course, just have fun with it. If you need to, um, just play some music that makes you feel good. I know sometimes I hear the, the song, like, she got a small waist, big stomach. I mean, not she got a small waist, big butt, whatever. I don't listen to those type of I listen to powering music like Girls Won the World or um, Tony Jones. She's an amazing artist. She just really sings affirmations like, I look good, I'm beautiful, and you know, I define my own beauty. Like things like that. That that's what helps hype me up. So listen to positive things that don't make you feel bad. Oh, I yourself. love that. That's a good point yes. that's a definitely that's really a good point because i feel like we listen yeah. to so many songs that talk about like oh i have a small waist and i'm like well <laughs> yeah exactly come on look at lizzo come on now I, I don't know how the heck i forgot lizzo she's doing her thing curvy plus size all of that and her music is really profound when it comes to uplifting women not just curvy women but people who are really skinny who are you know experiencing body dysmorphia that's a whole nother topic but um, listening to Lizzo and just having your, what is it, game music? You know how, like, the players, they listen to, like, their game music, get them, you know what I'm saying? So 
listen to that type of content when you're getting dressed and I promise you it's going to change your mindset make you really feel beautiful confident to really take on this journey and we all deserve to be able to at least try it it may not be for everyone but if you are going to do it you see yourself doing it do it because it is oh, for I you. love that I absolutely love that um, so you. that was kind of all the questions that I have about you being a curvy influencer, but I would like to say, I would like to hear more about your nonprofit because I did go on your profile. I went over your website, but I definitely want to hear you kind of share in your words about your nonprofit. Thank you. So the nonprofit is called Dear Deandra. It's named after my sister. She was 18 years old when she was murdered by her ex-boyfriend. And I remember going to court, having to deal with that process about two weeks. We got justice for six years. And it, it was a painful journey. But the reason why I created Dear Deandra is so that no other family will have to go through that um, to help prevent teen dating violence. So we are actually going to be implementing our first mentorship program this month at the school called Atlanta Kip Collegiate. We're going to be working with 16 young girls, four from each grade level, from ninth to, ninth to 12th grade, teaching them body positivity, self-care, self-awareness, safety when they're on a first date, um, how to set boundaries, and so much more. And at, there's actually one mentee who is in a domestic violence relationship right now who is actually pregnant. So the, the purpose of Dear Deandra is to really just be a resource to young girls and let them know that their voice matters. And at the end of this mentorship program, depending on our budget, we're going to be taking them on a wellness retreat. I would love to go somewhere international. If not, then we can go somewhere, um, a wellness retreat in Georgia. So that's what we're working on right now. And the website is called Dear Deandra Inc. That sounds absolutely wonderful. I think that that is so important. And I like disclaimer, I grew up in Illinois and I honestly wish that we had had programs like that for when I was growing up because Mm -hmm. I have so many friends who, you know, not that they've necessarily been in a domestic violence like situation but they've been in abusive relationships Mm -hmm. because they didn't know the red you know the red flags they didn't know the signs to look for they struggled with setting boundaries you know different things like that so that is absolutely wonderful and I cannot wait to see how that pans out because I'll still be following you on social (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much are there any final words that you have for today's listeners of black and blooming or any notes of wisdom you want to leave everyone with Um, I would say just make sure that you love yourself. You always will be in, um, you, you always were and will always be worthy. That comes to a a healthy relationship that comes to building a community of, you know, women who are empowered by your skills and to just believe in yourself, trust the process. When I started my journey, I, I think I don't think I mentioned this, but I was homeless. I was sleeping on a couch at my cousin's house. We were in and out of hotels before my cousin accepted me to, you know, to, you know, let me live in her house. And I was still believing in myself. I saw the vision, and I'm so happy that I stuck it through because there was times when I, I wanted to give up, but I didn't. So if I can do it, I know you can too. Y'all hear that? You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, would you like to share um, social media platforms that you want everyone to, you know, kind of check out? I know you, I did mention Instagram and TikTok, but 
Um, I know you mentioned mm-hmm. the nonprofit website, and you said that you have a YouTube channel. So, yeah. <laughs> I do. Yes. Um, so the website for Dear Deandra is spelled D E A R D E A N N D R A, Inc.org, Dear Deandra. And then you can follow me on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Davida's Diary. It's the same for all the platforms, trying to make it easy for everyone. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, and I just want to say thank you again for being on the show, for taking the time out of your day. And, um, yes, of course. Thank you all for listening to today's Black and Blooming podcast. Never miss an episode by following the show on Spotify and Apple and even leave a review. Connect with me by following the show on Instagram at Black and Blooming Pod. And if you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to share with a friend. And remember, live life as though you're already the woman you desire to be.